these little things, these little passions in high school in our formative years really, really are the direction we're supposed to go in. And, and, and that's, and that's a, you know, the discipline of following directions and, you know, again, doing your workouts or going to your sport and, and juggling homework and things like that all lead to the ability to not just fitness for life, but to, to actually make it through life and, and, and handle things the way you need to and be successful in your own way. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and I'm excited about today's guest as he has a really fascinating background. Greg Shop is a former teenage bodybuilding competitor, American Council on Exercise certified personal trainer, English professor, and is currently teaching high school English. But he is also a published author of several books and even has experience doing some local television acting and commercials. His latest book, Huge in High School, has started a grassroots movement to help parents and students build the framework to establish the foundation of success in high school and beyond. Greg, welcome to the show. Good morning, Dr. Richard. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. And as I even as I reread your bio, I find it so interesting because you have such a varied background, bodybuilding, teaching, writing. Tell me about how that all came together. Uh, well, probably when I was really young, when I was in the neighborhood as a kid running around, I had an older brother. So pretty much he had older friends and, you know, depending on who lived in the neighborhood, uh, one of my brother's aged friends said, Hey, you know, what are you doing? And, uh, he was about three years older and he started, he apparently was using his father's, uh, uh, weightlifting machine in the, uh, in the basement. It was pretty funny. It was actually attached to the wall and into the brick or into the, uh, basement concrete. So we went down there and, uh, of course, again, he was three years older than me. So he, uh, he was a little stronger and, um, we messed around on that machine a little bit. Next thing you know, uh, you know, the next year I was asking for weights and, uh, things for my house. And, uh, I started, started doing the weightlifting for no other reason than just, it was, you know, maybe felt good or whatever. I mean, everyone gets, seems to get, a, uh, attached to exercise and, and things like that in different ways. But that was, that was really the start of it is the, uh, the kid down the street. So how old do you think you were at that time? Believe it or not. I believe it was around 12, which, which usually sets off alarms, which is another reason why this book is out. But yeah, I started really early. 
So how do you go from a 12-year-old asking for weights for your birthday to bodybuilding competition? Tell me about that journey. Well, actually, after about just lifting through middle school, I started to, you know, gain weight. Never very tall. You know, my dad uh, was or is <laughs> is five foot four. And uh, my mom was maybe a couple inches taller, a five, six. And so I didn't, you know, really have the height, but they were pretty muscular. And so, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of genetics to all of this. And I had some uh, pretty good genetics for it. I started to actually build pretty early. As time went on, all of a sudden I'm a ninth grader and that's where, that's where the weight really started to gain. In fact, from ninth grade to about, I'd say 11th or 12th grade, somewhere in there, you know, I gained a lot of weight and muscle. Now, some of it was of course, growth and height. A lot of it was obviously, um, you know, just natural, uh, what do you call it? Uh, puberty and all that stuff. There's a few, I don't know the technical terms or when it is, but there's a couple stages where you get a lot of uh, testosterone and things like that. And I, I really started to, you know, fill out. And of course, proportionate started to look really good there. And so quite simply, I saw uh, something with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, this is a common story when you're my age. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to do that too. So I, I got uh, into, basically got... Um, a lot of different books, read a lot of different things. Next thing you know, I was trying out a, a competition uh, on stage. All right. So you say you found yourself on stage. So what kind of competitions were these? Were these national competitions? Were these state level competitions? Great question, Dr. Richard. Uh, actually, there t today in 2017, there are many, many, many more categories in in bodybuilding. I don't even know if you can say bodybuilding because there's the bodybuilding contest, there's physique contests, and I'm drawing a blank on the other ones, but there's, there's a lot of these different, uh, uh fit. And there, I think there's something called classical now. So the area is actually starting to grow in that respect. When I was doing this, it was pretty much teen bodybuilding or, you know, the regular weight class bodybuilding contests. There was one part that like had natural contests, which they were called natural shows. And then there was also, um, you know, just your regular bodybuilding show. So I did two regular shows, really not knowing anything about the whole natural thing. I, I was very naive back then. As I mentioned, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, I thought he was you know, just no enhancements and things like that. And all the bodybuilders back then, which have, you know, they've admitted that they've, they've used some enhancement drugs and things like that. But I just, you know, I didn't know. And, uh, so what ended up happening is, you know, I just went to shows, worked out really hard, did everything in, in a lot of their different books and things like that and, and showed up. And the first show I, I was 16. I did not place. It's usually have to be in the top three. I did not place. So I worked harder. And then of course that year was great because I was in high school and, and a year later, I think I was 20 pounds heavier, which, which really sounds off alarms. You're thinking how that's not possible. You must've taken something, but you know, again, natural growth when you're lifting and you have these natural growth spurts, 
you're going to gain more weight than you would normally gain if you, if you weren't doing any exercise. I mean, there's a lot of muscle that could have, at least for me, genetically was, was added on. So when I hit that second contest, I was a better, I was better at posing, things like that. Next thing you know, I took a third place trophy. Uh, it was a, again, a regular contest. Well, you know, I won't, uh, no sour grapes, but uh, it, it was clear that the, the size difference from me, third place and up um, was, was very different. So it's really hard to tell what was going on back then, but um, I had really good proportion. I had a couple of the judges think maybe it was a little political and maybe I could have taken second, but who knows? Who knows what was going on? But that was my last show, actually. That's still really, really impressive. And I'm curious, you, know, you said you were doing this all through high school. How did your bodybuilding form a foundation for you in terms of your future goals in your life? Ah, the Dr. Richard, that's now you really hit the reason for this book, actually. The one thing that happens when you're just lifting weights and doing all this stuff is you're on a schedule. I mean, it's quite it's that simple. Um, you know, I had, I had stopped playing team sports like soccer early on. And so by ninth grade, it was just, you know what? Uh, in fact, I stood in line for, for the football, uh, uh freshman football I was in line. I was, I was ready to get my physical and all that went through all that. And then by the time I got home, I was, you know, <laughs> say what you want, but I, I was pretty much, I, I would just rather lift weights. I felt out of place with the whole team sport thing again. So I started lifting and um, like I said, I put myself on a schedule and that schedule of course is in the book and it's quite simple. For eight hours I slept, I'd wake up for about an hour. I'd be at school for about seven and a half hours. There would be, you know, uh, a meal and a nap when I came home which is kind of crazy, but I was so exhausted every day that I would come home, eat because I knew I needed food. I'd sleep, force myself to get up. Uh, usually you don't eat and go to sleep, but it, it wasn't a big deal as a teenager for a nap. Um, I'd work, I'd work out, have dinner. I do homework again in between, you know, if dinner wasn't ready, uh, uh, my wonderful mom of course was cooking and, uh, I would do my homework and then I would, eat dinner, then do homework again. I might have an hour of free time, then I'm back to sleep. That was really, the, that was my 24 hours. And so it puts you on this schedule where you're really not, you know, just what am I doing or, or even video games. In fact, a lot of kids today are, are more doing video games when they come home, things like that. I actually sold my system sometime in ninth grade um, I had an epiphany. I was playing it, trying to beat a, a, a good friend on a game called, uh, I think it was Bionic Commando or something like that. And he beat me by five minutes. He won the whole game by five minutes. And it was that moment. I, I, I wasn't extremely mad, but I was like, I just spent days on this. And it was, it was literally time. And I literally sold that gaming system probably the next week. And from then on, it was just, you know, focus on, do my homework, work out, very disciplined. And uh, I, I really believe that those habits extended for me for the rest of my life. It's how I get things done. It's how I finished three uh, degrees uh, in, you know, in college. 
and it's how I continue to get books finished, get projects finished to this day, and 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 here we are. And, and I want to talk more about that, and, and certainly your book. But I am curious, your transition from bodybuilding, where I mean, bodybuilding was your thing, your life, to becoming an English teacher. Tell me about that. How did that happen? I have no idea, Doctor. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> actually, it's it. You know, again, we're we're focusing on this this latest book, but what we what we haven't mentioned, and I won't spend too much time on it. But um, while all this is going on in high school, and again, back to high school here, because in middle school, I absolutely despised my English classes, not the teachers or anything like that. I always loved the teachers. But I despised the work. I had to go home. I had to read so many pages. And in ninth grade, someone suggested a book to me. I laughed at him. It was too thick. There's no way I'm reading this long fantasy book. It was of the fantasy genre. There's no way I'm reading this. And all of a sudden, I needed an extra book for freshman English, uh, an outside reading book. And I, and I had forgotten. So I ran to the library and I said, what was that dumb book that guy? And there it was. It was sitting there in, in my old high school, uh, West Bloomfield High School Library. And I'm looking at this book and I said, well, I'll grab it. And I pick it up. It's too heavy, too thick, whatever. I take it to class. Teacher comes around. She says, oh, was that your book? I said, yes. And, it, and before she could even respond, I said, can I, can I switch books <laughs> if I want to, if I don't like this? And sure enough, she, she nods and says, yes. So I'm cool. I throw it in my backpack, go home. Next thing I'm at home, eh, I pull the book out. You know, there's something inside of me at that moment, ninth grade, that said, hey, why can't I read this? So I started, I tried it. I started reading it. I'll never forget. I was in my bedroom, started reading it. Next thing you know, and I was a slow reader, but next thing you know, I was putting the hours in, like the video games. I was putting the hours in on this book. And it took me a couple days, which was super fast for me, but it really was the hours I put in. And I read the whole book and I couldn't believe it. So then I read the next one in the series. And that spiked about a year later. Another English class, again, high school, sophomore year, uh, one of uh, this male teacher said, hey, why don't you, why don't, uh, you know, everyone write a story. It could be anything you want. So I start writing a fantasy story because those are the types of books I was reading. Next thing you know, that turned into my first book, which is a fantasy for a young adult. It's uh, Glantis Trefmore Awakening, as you probably had in my deeper bio there. And that's what I knew when I went to college by then, when I was in high school, I started to enjoy the English classes. And then I knew I wanted to be uh, an absolute, I I needed an English degree. I knew it. It it was something in reading and it wasn't just the genre books. Then I got into things like Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger, um, Charles Dickens and all the, and I realized, wow, there's some depth to these books, not just entertainment and uh, skill. There's, there, there's, there's so much more. And even though I was a really poor reader speed wise, I built my vocabulary. And in fact, I'll just throw this in at one point in high school, I decided to read a, another Fitzgerald book, uh, the great Gatsby. Everyone knows that one, but I read tender as the night and I read it with a, uh, a tiny, tiny electronic dictionary. And I literally looked up 
every single word I did not know. Now, you, now that jumps back to the bodybuilding, the, the discipline. A lot of people don't want to do that. Uh, it's incredibly tedious. And I sat there and I looked up every word I did not know in Tender is the Night. I didn't love the book. <laughs> you might like it. It actually had a psychologist in there. I, I read the whole book, did not, didn't you know, like it very much. And yet I learned a lot of new words because what I noticed is authors use the same words over and over. And so it just led to one thing or the other. And next thing you know, I was teaching high school, teaching community college. I had uh, a university job and, and now, uh, I'm fixated on, uh, again, just teaching, teaching, uh, you know, students and, uh, and writing and creating new projects. So I think you've led us to this point, but my question that I had written down was what inspired you to write this book, this book, huge in high school that we're going to talk more about right now. Well, as you probably know, you did read it. There's a lot of little catchphrases in there that uh, came about. Of course, we're talking about huge in high school fitness for life here. And this is my second book. And, and really one of the catchphrases is live to lift another day. And that is something that maybe I'll come back to in a minute. Another catchphrase is a little bit, well, I don't know if this is a catchphrase, but the idea of the riddle of iron, you know, what, 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 what does that even mean? And I tried to have a little fun with it, but at the end of the day, the passion for the book really stemmed again out of high school, not my high school experience, but actually the students in my class. And, you know, I'd be trying to teach grammar to them. And, uh, you know, they would, they would know, you know, how students are, they, they know a few things about you. And then someone would ask a weightlifting question. I would, I would, you know, stop everything (laughs) and, and start, you know, explaining, you know, thing after thing. And this would go on for years. And finally, I don't even know when I had the moment, but, but I was like, you know, I have to, I have to make something. There's too many questions. There's too many kids being misled. Everybody's buying, I won't name products, but they're buying, you know, protein and, and, and supplements and all this stuff. And it got to the point where, or they're doing exercises that, that I'm thinking, well, that's, yeah, that works that muscle, but you're kind of wasting your time. I mean, you know, your time in the gym could be spent uh, better otherwise. And so finally, just it was it really a lot of it stemmed from from really frustration. And I I decided I would write it down and start to detail this out. And it took several years, even though the book only runs uh, 136 pages, which is which to me is perfect for a high schooler, because um, uh, if they're anything like I was, they uh, they don't want to pick up a 400 page book on weightlifting. Um, or exercise. And, and again, it, it, it's, it, it, it started piece by piece. And, and I would always get frustrated because I couldn't work on it as much. And then I realized that, that after about two years, there was nothing to be frustrated about because what was happening was, I don't want to call it OCD, but I, I was meticulous, maybe meticulous. I was meticulously you know, outlining and, and putting it together and really so it was simplified, which it still ended up being pretty complicated, but I eliminated jargon. Um, I, I, I did a lot of things to, 
negate that, get rid of that. And what ended up happening is it created huge in high school fitness for life where an adult or or a, a student could read it and simply go through and really understand you know, the philosophy and things behind this and, and how to do exercises. And that way, and here's the whole idea. Your your son or, or daughter, again, I know it has a, 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 a me on the cover and I'm male, of course, but but anyone can can gain from this. And and what would happen is you you'd have your son or daughter or yourself, you'd start reading it. And here's here's the fun part. It's designed so that when you walk into the gym, if you ever decide to go to a gym, of course, you can buy equipment for your house. I minimize that down to a bench and some dumbbells just to show you how much you can actually get done with some simple, simple, simple free weights. Nothing to be scared of, nothing to drop on yourself. But if you do go to the gym, the book also has that information where you walk into the gym and you know you know, 80%, maybe 90, maybe 70. I don't know where to put it more than, than, than really anyone else. Uh, not so much anyone else, but you're ready to, you're not confused. You know, if someone comes up to you, for example, this is one of the warnings in my book. Hey, why don't you try this? You'll, you'll have so much information from this little book that you'll be like, yeah, I can try that. But you'll know to listen to your body first if you, if you get a trainer, if you get a personal trainer to work with you. Uh, you know, all trainers aren't the same. And if they ask you to do something and you don't like it, you'll have the confidence to say, you know what? This doesn't feel right. And, and, and that's what this book is about. Real information. You know, anything that I thought might be a myth back in the day, I spent the time researching. So it's not all bro science or anything like that. I mean, a lot of it is 30 years of, of, of my experience trials and tribulations and, and, and things that went well and things that didn't. And, uh, it's really safeties in there and things like that. So that's really, that's really what, what caused it. You'll notice, uh, the number one word in, in, in the book is you. So tried to really think about what motivates a person or how did I, you know, motivate myself you know, to make sure I got my workouts in and things like that. And, um, you know, this is, this is probably more your area on how you, um, motivate yourself and things. It's, it's a lot of psychology behind this. I'm no psychologist, of course, but I did try to put together what I called, uh, the S C H O P motivational brain triggers. Of course, that's my last name shop. But uh, that was more, you know, have a little acronym for people. The first one was seeing, you know, the idea that you would, you would see yourself, you know, as something, a little visualization. But, but when I said seeing on this one, I said, hey, stick up a picture or a sign or a word or some message for yourself. A lot of people, you've heard this before, you know, this is really nothing new. You throw something on the refrigerator you know, I was a silly high schooler, so I had something on my door. Uh, drove my brother crazy. Thought I was insane. It said, uh, "I think eat big, be big, or lift big, or something like that." Um, it, that's in the book too. But it was just like, "Hey, you know, do your stuff." The C in my name was copying. Of course, this was uh, 
you know, watching things, uh, looking at books, uh, you know, nowadays you'd be looking at probably internet videos and things like that, where you could copy how people do exercises. And that's another thing, uh, going through this book will help you realize form and function. And so if you look at a video online, you'll say, well, okay, that, that, yeah, that matches, you know, and it makes sense. Uh, you know, someone doing a video online doesn't mean they've lifted for 30 years. So you have to, you have to be careful. Uh, it isn't rocket science, but, but the way it's put together and, and things like that are important. So let me get back to the H the H is hearing. Again, this is where music comes in. A lot of people put together a playlist. If, if you listen to a song and you work out and then you hear the song later, it, 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 I don't know where that fits in in psychology, but it does trigger something. I remember something where you ring a bell and a dog uh, salvates. It's it's right. something it's something like that where it, you, it, it it could possibly get you back in the gym. Right. It, what it does is it actually triggers an emotional state. Okay. That gets you back to that place. So that's uh, that's outstanding. Okay. So so that's the S, the C, and the H. What are the O and the P? Uh, I haven't fit. No, <laughs> there it is. All right. The the, <laughs> the O uh, number four was others, you know, again, uh, a personal trainer working out with, you know, someone to help you, a friend, basically keeping an appointment where, oh, well, you know, John's, I'm supposed to live with John today, so I better get in and, 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 you know, do it with them. And even if you didn't feel like going, so sometimes people that's, in fact, that's why a lot of people get personal trainers. The money's not really the issue. It's, it's more, or even learning. They just want an appointment, you know, with someone so that they actually go. And and let's be honest, if you're going to be a healthier person, uh, it's definitely worth it. Physique is, is, uh, you know, I had to twist this one a little bit, but what it really had to do with is looking at your physique in the mirror or I like getting on the scale all the time. I know different diet programs and things like that say different things. But I think the, the weight's not as relevant, especially when you're weightlifting and exercising. Your body weight can change a lot, but looking in the mirror at how you look each day or looking at a number, it depends on type of, what type of person you are, but it can really keep you going. If I get on the scale even today and I see, wow, I'm you know three pounds heavier, I don't freak out, scream, start running around, you know, eat nothing, you know, stop eating. Nothing extreme. The idea is just, you know, be aware of maybe the choices you made last week, you know, caused you to gain a few pounds and things like that. So a lot of this is awareness. So that's one part of the book. The answer to the other part of your question is, yes, there are several, 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 several pages that will take you through the basic exercises with descriptions. Nothing fancy. Uh, I even have a page with all the jargon words. You know, I've read books that are five, 600 page manuals uh, in order to pass certification tests and, and, and things like that. And, and really it's, it's all fine. You know, if you're going to be, if you're going to be a doctor or you're really going to get into the the high end of this stuff, but at the end of the day, the normal person, even a person who wants to get as big as possible, it, it really isn't that complicated. You just, you need to know how long to wait between healings. You need to listen to your body. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a, a primer on all the, the little things. And the more I think about it, or the more, as I thought about it, I started to realize that this isn't really just weightlifting. It's this idea that these things that come to us in high school really lead us 
to our passions. Well, if you don't mind, uh, Dr. Richard, I'd like to ask you a question. You know, again, as I was writing this book, this idea started to, you know, fall on the page. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. What types of things were you personally interested in in, in high school yourself? Did, did it lead to anything in, in your life you know, today? That's funny. I remember my junior year in high school, the guidance counselor, and I, I can't remember his name, but he came around. We, we were all taken out of class, whatever you know, period, mid-afternoon period we missed, and everybody had to take these tests that would basically determine your vocational aptitude. You know, what should you be in the real world, so to speak? And ironically enough, mine did say, you know, like my scoring was where I would be a therapist or a psychologist. So in that sense, that was that was cool that that was on point. But honestly, what I really wanted to do was be a talk show host. In fact, no I, way. I wanted <laughs> I wanted to go to college and study like theater. And television productions, like that was my initial thing. I kind of wanted to do that. And I, I really wanted to be the next David Letterman. That, that was my goal. I'm tingling. To, to I, I, you know what? I'm tingling here. I'm thinking, you know, it sounds like there, there, you know, that there's some, there's some, there's a point to this, you know, and it was weird. It was a feeling I had. It's, I mean, so you're telling me this written test said that. You should go into the psychology yeah, field. Exact, it's exact, I took it at seventeen, and, and that's wow. that's what it said I should do. Yeah, it's, it's surreal. I'm, I'm I'm reflecting on myself right now and thinking, just talking in front of people and not having that fear. And 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 a lot of times I think when I go and teach a class, you know, of English, the students, it's almost like they give me energy because of the excitement to be in front of a, of a crowd in, in that sense. So, uh, you know, I think that's where, honestly, I know you mentioned it in my bio, but I've been toying around with trying to get little tiny little, uh, you know, acting gigs and things like that. And I'll tell you, it doesn't matter if I get a dollar or a thousand dollars for these things. I, I absolutely love it. And, and it's, it, I, I really can't say it enough. It seems to me that, you, I mean, maybe this is obvious from a psychological point. I don't know. But these little things, these little passions in high school in our formative years really, really are the direction we're supposed to go in. And, and, and that's, and that's a, you know, the discipline of following directions and, you know, again, doing your workouts or going to your sport and, and juggling homework and things like that all lead to the ability to not just fitness for life, but to, to actually make it through life and, and, and handle things the way you need to and be successful in your own way. 
So one of the things that struck me in this book as I was reading it early on was that, you know, this isn't just about weightlifting. It seems like you have things in there for somebody who that might not be their thing, but, you know, you're still encouraging them to go after their passions, but yet using some of the tools in your book to build this foundation for life. Can you talk about that? Sure, Doctor Richard. You're absolutely right. Um, a lot of the a lot of the way the the book is written is yeah. Obviously, you have these exercises. This is how you you know the instruction of how to lift lift, lift weights, things like that. But at the same time, the, the the one of the things that will resonate through there is you're really building a a discipline structure as a young man in high school, and what happens when you do that is it, it, it gives you the ability to, you know, you say, okay, you get up, you're going to do your exercises, things like that. But it gives you this ability to create a schedule and a structure to really go after your, the things that you're, you're into. I'll, I'll give you an example. So I'm, you know, down in my uh, basement or at the gym lifting weights. I have music going, things like that. This is all part of exercising, of course. But at the same time, what develops is, you know, it's not like you're sitting there and counting the reps all the time. Sure you are, but this starts to become secondary where you know you're doing 10, you know when your muscles are exhausted and you stop. And if you look at, if, if you look at that, your mind will start to travel and you'll start to actually, you know, not, not traditionally meditating, but you'll start to actually meditate. You'll hit this other level of where the weightlifting is secondary, the exercising is secondary, the walking, the hiking, whatever you're doing to be active kind of shuts the, a certain part of the brain off and, and that starts to become aut autonomous. And then all of a sudden you find yourself thinking, and this is what starts directing your life. It directed my life, you know, my goals, what am I going to do uh, tomorrow? What, what am I into? What am I thinking about? And as, as these thoughts come through you, you'll start to realize that this is not just a weightlifting book instruction. It's an instruction for how to tackle, to, you know, to schedule, how to go after your passions in life, follow the things that, that, that interest you, and yet have the discipline because a lot of people will say, I, I want to design video games, you know, yet they just want to play them or I, you know, I want to do this, but I, but they just, they just want to just be involved in it. They don't, there's none of this planning, you know, and, and sitting down and saying, okay, I have to each day, I have to, you know, learn some new coding on, on, on how to uh, program and do things like, you know, again, for, for the video games, a lot of kids. And the reason I keep bringing that up is a lot of, uh, kids nowadays are very interested in creating games and things like that because they, you know, they're really interested in, in that, uh, area. And, and this is one of the things the books book can do is not only the, you know, the exercise, but the, again, the, the discipline of, of, of seeing yourself and visualizing. I mean, you know, again, one of my, my, um, what do you call it, heroes or, or whatever in my life that I looked up to was, was always Arnold and, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he, you could see that, you know, he, of course he was lifting and doing all these things, but the truth is he had this vision that came along with the exercise. And, and 
I, he touched on it in a different way, but but I know it's there. I know that you know even writing things or coming up with ideas for writing because that's another one of my passions. Obviously, is writing and creating and doing creative projects. When I'm exercising and doing these things. I'm actually working on something else. I'm working on my life. And that's why it's not just huge in high school. It's huge in high school fitness for life, but it's physical fitness. It's brain fitness. It's life fitness that I believe all leads to to happiness. And I know when we were speaking before we started recording, we were talking about how this has started kind of taking on a life of its own in the form of a grassroots movement. Tell us a, a little bit about that and what's going on with that and how people can get involved. Um, well, I'll tell you, I mean, the first involvement is is obviously getting yourself to say, hey, I want to start doing something physical. And you have to be honest with yourself. You know, what what are you really, what are you willing to do, you know, exercise physical wise? And then you take the step to say, well, I need to, I need to learn this somehow. And you know, that's where the book comes in. It's a very simple read. And, and, and so obviously you get a copy of the book, you read it. Um, at the very least you get some information on some sort of exercise. Please don't go out there blind and just listen to anybody that, you know, comes in front of you or crosses your path. Uh, and, and, and as any, any, any grassroots uh, program, you have to start with the younger kids. I mean, any adult, of course, can pick it up and start going, you know, right away. But the trick is, it's not even a trick. It's just start with younger people. So if you have a son or daughter, have them read it, have them get into exercise early and really start to see how valuable that is, you know, they say this with diet too. If you're not, which by the way, uh, healthy foods can be way cheaper than junk food. So it's, it's not really a, an, always a monetary thing. Um, you know, getting fruits and vegetables and, and having, you know, real food on the table is a way to start this idea of, 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 of health and balance and things like that. And, and, and of importance And anything you start with a young person, particularly, again, I say, High school is a big moment for, I think, a lot of uh, for pretty much every person and start these things early. You know, you mentioned movement and, and this is this is one of the things that um, really hit me again with this title, Huge in High School. What what I've been doing on, uh, you know, social media, for example, and of course, I'm in the classroom. I'm in, you know, I'm teaching high school English. And one of the things uh we're having fun with and really kind of pushing along is the idea of, you know, hashtag. And that's for those of you who don't know what that is, it's just like a number sign and hashtag huge in high school. And you attach that to anything you post on these social media sites. And what happens is, you know, more people see it and it starts, you know, to send this message. And the message for hashtag huge in high school is, you know, I want people to post things that they're doing in high school that they're passionate about. It doesn't just have to be, hey, I bench press 200 pounds or I'm lifting or I'm exercising or I'm doing this. It can be anything they're passionate about in high school. Um, you know, if you have someone that's just got the, you know, they, you know, let's say, you know, high schooler, all of a sudden 
Uh, they just found out that they, you know, they did an audition for a play uh, in the theater program and they got the main part or they got a part, whatever it is. And they're all fired up about it. You know, that's, that's hashtag huge in high school. You know, you, 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 you're, you're, you're doing something that um, you're passionate about and you, and you, and you're successful in that. Um, hey, you could even <laughs> show yourself studying, you know, uh, hashtag huge in high school, you know, it, it's motivating. It's like, you know, these are the things that all these high school students are doing that makes them, you know, huge per se at life, you know? And, and that's really where, you know, again, as it's the book starts off one way. And then as I was developing it, it starts to be a lot bigger than, than it was. And, uh, I used to, in fact, uh, I still pull this quote. It's, uh, I have to give credit to uh, a movie gladiator, uh, uh, came out in 2000 and, uh, Maximus says, what we do in life echoes in eternity. And uh, I, I pulled out life and, or at least put some brackets and added high school. What we do in high school echoes in eternity. Cause, and again, I don't mean that as, you know, the, the superstar in high school. And then, you know, everyone makes a joke. Oh, he's nobody in life. It isn't about that. What, what it is, is recognizing that in high school, these wonderful things you're doing, not Again, not just exercising, but anything you're doing in high school that you're passionate about is really something that is should, I should say should, you should continue in your life. Even if it's as a hobby, you know, uh, you may have your day job, but keep those passions. Hey, if you can turn those passions, we all know this, we've all heard this. If you can turn those passions into an actual job and things like that. You're, you're all the more better. But even if you can't, hold on to the passions because things come around and, you know, the next thing you know, you're all these high school skills, all these huge in high school moments um, in your life early on really can turn into something a lot bigger uh, throughout your entire life. And, and, I, and I stress parents to go out there and, and, and you know, doesn't cost you a dime, you know, just get on there and if you look on your kids' social media and anything they do that's wonderful or, you know, mention what's going on here. And, and they are, they're actually huge in high school. And it's funny because in the classroom, you know, a lot of the students will, oh, the only thing that, you know, Mr. Shop or whatever, uh, you know, he cares, you know, fitness, this and that, but, but that's not the truth. I mean, I can show them my other book where it's about stories and I enjoy writing. I enjoy all these other things that I'm passionate and huge in high school about. And so they start to realize it's not, it's not just about what, you know, about lifting or what I did or anything like that. It's really about what all of us get into. And we, and we really all can be, you know, hashtag huge in high school. We all have these moments and that's really the, the, the larger point here, the, the bigger movement. Well, that's what I love about this is that essentially you're encouraging young people to find their greatest strengths and post them online, brag about it a little bit. But then, you know, the huge in high school is also about having the discipline and the courage to, to see it through to the end, which is just awesome. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. I was I was really floored by you know, what you've created in that regard. I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you, Dr. Richard. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And we are unfortunately at the end of the show. I, I have a feeling that uh, we could probably talk for quite a bit longer. But <laughs> what I want to do is I want to ask you, which, as you know, is customary. Uh, every guest that comes on my show, I ask them, what would be the biggest helping 
that you could give somebody listening to the show that is the one most important thing for them to take away? <laughs> I, I love that. Um, the biggest helping. Well, you know, the simple one is probably, you know, some of the more structured things in here would be, uh, you know, I don't think I have just one, maybe a couple, um, if you don't mind. But the, the one would be, you know, again, I, I throw this phrase in here, live to, live to lift another day. And that idea is, again, for the exercise part of the book, don't, don't just jump in, go crazy, try to do the heaviest way, you know, and, and try to get there in three seconds. Live to lift another day. In other words, take your time. You have such a long life in front of you. Don't try to take shortcuts. You know, the, the journey is part of it. You want to take that time to develop and don't be in a hurry. Make sure you're safe and things like that. The biggest helping on a much grander scale is, is just what we talked about earlier. And that is find your passion in high school, you know, post these things that, you know, huge in high school, the things that you're doing that you, that you really love and, and, and follow them, you know, your entire life. And that's, that's really what to me it's about leads to a happier, happier, happier life. That's really awesome. And Greg, I want to thank you so much for coming on today's show. Could you tell everybody where they can find out about you, where they can find your book, et cetera? They'll never guess. It's uh, www.hugeinhighschool.com. That's directly to the book, many ways to get it. And also, if you play around on the website a little bit, you can see all the other things I've been doing as well. It'll, it'll, it'll back up to the, the shop.com, which is my main author site. But uh, yeah. Uh, hugeinhighschool.com. And we'll post that, of course, in the show links and then accessible through the Daily Helping app. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And thank everybody who tuned in and listened to this episode. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. That's how other people find this show. But as ever, thanks again for listening Go out there and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know them, and post it in your feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping, because the happiest people are those that help others.